He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of It's Not You, It's Me, a podcast that illuminates life's blind spots so that you can get in the driver's seat of your life and live authentically. Each week, I bring you tips and tricks to make your life easier, more fun, and bring your inside and outside more in alignment so that you can share your gifts with the world and shine. And guess what? It all starts with your morning routine. That's what we're talking about today. If this podcast inspires or helps you in any way, please consider returning the love with a review, comment, or share because this impacts the podcast ranking. It's an issue of social proof. If the Google gods see that people like it and share it, they rank us higher because they think we're good and useful and that little moment of your time has a big impact. So some of you always do this and I want to let you know that I notice and appreciate you. Thank you. Now, there are morning people and people who aren't morning people. This podcast is for those who don't do mornings. The rest of you got this, but listen anyway, because you might learn a little something about humans. I'm going to share why mornings are hard, why a morning routine helps, and how to create a morning routine that works for you. Cool? All right. So as I said, mornings aren't hard for everyone. I'm a morning person. I don't typically need an alarm clock, but with or without one, I can spring out of bed and be fresh as a daisy and ready to rock and roll in minutes. Everyone isn't like that. The ones who aren't are out of balance. And I'm going to get some pushback about that, but it's true. According to the thousands of years of traditional Chinese medicine, the body runs on a clock. Each organ kicks into gear at a different time of day. It performs a function at that time, and if your activity or emotional state doesn't facilitate that function, it throws your system off. For example, the stomach energy is strongest between 7 and 9 a.m. If you don't eat breakfast, you're negatively impacting your stomach because there's nothing in it. There's nothing for it to do. If you aren't eating dinner until 8 p.m., that's going to interfere with the rest and digest that happens at night because your stomach is activated when it should be still. Got it? So it's not just your morning that matters, it's what you do all day. By changing your routine, you can become a morning person. I've seen this in my clients a lot. A client I will call Sheila could never make an appointment that was earlier than 1 p.m. because she just wouldn't make it. As her health improved, making a 9 a.m. appointment was easy for her. Just to be clear though, for some people it's not as easy as changing your morning routine. You may have to change what you eat, reduce your toxin load. I'm talking about all these things like processed foods, toxic cleaning products, reducing cell phone and computer time, 
or other environmental pollutants. It may mean that you need to do some trauma work first to relax your nervous system. It might not be quick or easy, but when you rise and shine early with the sun, you will know that your body is back in alignment with the natural world. When the sun is shining, we should be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. When the sun goes down, we should start to slow down and relax in preparation for sleep. That's what the body is doing biochemically, and when we override the body's sensations by staying up late, engaging in stimulating activities and using electric lights and eating late, we throw the body clock off. If you're young and spry, you can get away with that for a while. But ask anybody over 30 if they can party all night, drink, and then be alert at work the next day, and not many will put up their hands. It's easy when you're 21. Not so easy when you're 30. (laughs) If you struggle with mornings, the first thing you need to know is that a good morning starts the night before with your bedtime. According to the Chinese medicine clock, you should be in bed and winding down by 10 p.m. That doesn't mean watching TV in bed. You never want to watch TV in bed because the bed is for sleeping and making love. That's it. You can read, but only for maybe 15 minutes. If you read in bed, it should be part of your winding down routine. So if you read for long periods of time, you're telling your body that you're alert. If you read then sleep, the reading in bed becomes a cue to sleep. In Chinese medicine, the triple burner is activated from 9 to 11 preparing your body to sleep, and if you override that, it throws the whole cycle off. You want to be asleep by 11 so that when your body's detoxifiers are active at night, they can do their job. Your nervous system can rest and digest, and your dreams can process the events of the day, and you wake up with energy and ready to go in the morning. Before you hop into bed at 10, you want to have already made your morning decisions like laying out your clothes, setting up the coffee pot, or making your lunch for the next day. If you wake up and have all these decisions to make before the day even gets started, it can wear you out before you even get out the door. So do that before you go to sleep so your mind can rest and not have to think about it. Your electronics should be turned off at least an hour before bed. This is another activating thing that we can do that interferes with sleep, and you want your brain to be in chill mode and receptive for sleep. Some people enjoy a warm bath or a hot cup of tea as part of their wind-down routine. I drink medicinal teas and really enjoy the ritual of having a tea in the morning and the evening. And if you approach it as a treat or a ritual, it can be really pleasant. It almost feels like pampering. There are also teas that provide restful sleep like chamomile. Dandelion and milk thistle are for the liver, but if you wake up between 3 and 5 a.m., that might help your liver to stay quiet so you can sleep through the night. Listening to music, meditating, stretching, petting your cat or dog, or doing relaxing yoga, not the activating kind, can be part of your wind-down routine too. Your bedroom thermostat should be set at a temperature that's comfy for you. Most say that a good sleeping temperature is 65 to 68 degrees. Darkness matters. If you have blackout blinds or curtains or a sleep mask, that's ideal. The body rests better when there's darkness. If your room has any glowing night lights or illuminated power buttons, you might want to move those things out of there. You definitely do not want a digital alarm clock in your room, particularly not near your bed. I heard a story about a research project where someone had sensors attached to their head to see when their brain would be impacted by an alarm clock. It wasn't anywhere near the head and the sensors were going crazy. 
So give your brain a break and turn your cell phone off at night. Don't have electronics in your room. Okay. Once you knock that out of the way, hopefully you have a restful sleep and that sets you up for a fabulous morning. If the Chinese medicine clock tells us when to go to sleep, you know it tells us when to wake up too. That's between 5 and 7 in the morning or with the sun. During this time, your body wants us to wake up. Release the bowels, meditate, do yoga, stretch, or do qigong. The body doesn't want you to jolt yourself awake. To be like the sunrise, greet the day gradually. If you're a coffee or tea person, give yourself plenty of time to have your coffee or tea slowly. If you need the alarm to go off three times, calculate that into your wake-up time so that you wake up when you need to, not 15 minutes later. What happens once you're awake is going to be individual to you. I had a client tell me about this morning routine that was absolutely impossible. She really wanted to do it and feel successful, but it sounded stressful even to me because it was a really long to-do list. I wouldn't make your mornings about getting things done. Waking up is about self-care. It's about setting you up for a good day, not checking off a to-do list. You're a human being, not a human doing. So don't worry about your productivity. If you get a good start to your morning, your productivity will take care of itself. I also want to tell you that you can be a morning person if you persevere for 30 days. It, it takes that long to create a new habit. If you're not creating these healthy habits, it's probably because your behavior is mood dependent. If you don't feel like doing something, you won't. If you have to feel motivated to get going, then that's going to have some blocks, right? You have to feel good to exercise. You have to feel good to get up. So I'm asking you to adopt strategic behavior. This is the habit of being mindful and doing what is effective in the moment. It's choosing your path forward rather than allowing your emotions to dictate your day. Strategic behavior is guided by values and goals rather than moods. People who are controlled by their emotions are less happy, get less done, and achieve less because we can't always control our emotional state. People who adopt strategic behavior feel less distressed because they have a greater sense of control in their lives. Now, it's cool if you get up and run every morning. It's cool if you make a big sale before you leave the house. But I'm going to ask you to just make your most important things part of your morning routine and make everything else optional. If you have to walk the dog, put that on the list. But if you don't have to log into work until 9, maybe you don't touch the computer until your morning routine is done. Your morning routine is about priorities. What I'd prioritize are things that make you vulnerable to having a breakdown later if they aren't done. You may have some personal things to add to that list, but I will give you a list of things that applies to everyone. That's meditation, mastery, exercise, diet, drugs, sleep, hygiene, and spirituality. So let's go down that list. Meditation means to clear your mind and be present. This doesn't have to take a long time. It can literally take one minute. I do a one-minute meditation in every group that I lead to help us separate what came before from what we're doing now, and we can all be present. It's a great way to start and end any day. If you want some practice with this, join me for Meditation Mondays on YouTube. The link is in the show notes. We meet at 1 p.m. Eastern for 20 minutes on Mondays, and even though it's virtual, we still get some that, you know, that communal feeling that you get when it's live. 
Meditating in a group is different and more powerful than doing it alone, so consider that. If your days are hectic, mornings may be the only time you have to chill out, so it's good to get it in before the day starts. Mastery means you do something that you're good at every day. This habit builds our self-esteem and makes us feel good. Since the day is just getting started, I'd make this making your bed. It's easy, everyone can do it, and everyone can do it well. It could set up the confidence that the rest of the day will go well too. It definitely gives us a more pleasant atmosphere in the room and we all do better in an orderly, clean environment. If it sounds too good to be true, well, it's not. Because <laughs> making your bed is also related to having better focus, better impulse control, and better manners. We're more productive and we feel better if we make our bed. That's a pretty big bang for your buck, so I'd work that into your morning routine. Now, exercise doesn't mean run a marathon. It means move your body. It could be slowly, like in yoga or qigong, or it could be dancing, lifting weights, or zumba. It doesn't really matter what you do. Feel free to individualize what you do and for how long. We all have different needs. If you're less mobile, you may need to go slowly, but do more or less. If you don't feel perky unless you've worked out hard, you may need to go long and hard. I walk most mornings because I like to be outside, but whatever you do, move your body. It's where you live, and you want it to last as long as your mind does, so take care of it. Most of us sit all day, so this isn't an optional thing. If you don't do it in the morning, you may not get it done at all. Now, diet means to eat clean, to have breakfast between 7 and 9. A hot cooked breakfast is ideal, but whatever you eat, you want to make sure that it's clean food. Fresh alive food is important to your health because we live in a toxic society. The more you can reduce your toxin intake, the better off you will be mentally, physically, and emotionally. It might feel like a big fat waste of time to cook breakfast, eat it, and then clean up every morning. I know that when I first started doing that, that's how it felt for me, but then I settled into the routine and I thought, hey, you know what? I'm important enough to have a hot breakfast in the morning. And I just settled in and enjoyed it. I like hot, fresh food, so it's a treat. It does take time away from other things, but it's worth it to me because food is essential. Some other things we do in life are not. When I speak of diet, I mean water too. I drink 20, a 20-ounce 20 glass of water first thing in the morning to get me started. And if I skip drinking water later, get busy, or forget, at least I've had that much. And you don't want to drink with your meals. It dilutes your digestive juices. So I'd spread out your drinks um, and your, separate your drinks from your food. I'd also avoid cold drinks. I know we Americans like our ice, but the energy of the stomach is fire. The stomach doesn't like cold things because they're harder to digest. In other words, cold foods put the fire out. The next one is drugs. That means pharmaceuticals. I'm not a huge fan of pharmaceuticals, generally speaking, but some are necessary. They only work if you take them, so take them. Making it part of your morning routine makes it less likely that you'll forget. Sleep we already talked about. So you want to get uh, 8 hours, and if your sleep pattern is way off the ideal, uh, 10 p.m. sleeping time, try to move it back 10, 15 minutes a night. Your body can adjust more easily to small changes than big ones. Now, hygiene means to do some basic cleansing and maintenance. It typically means taking a shower and brushing your teeth and hair. It could also mean clipping your toenails, trimming your beard, and applying some makeup. 
It's really individual, but cleansing your body enhances your immune system, prevents disease, and makes you more pleasant to be around. It also helps you to feel better about yourself. When COVID happened, a lot of people were not getting dressed because they either weren't working or were working from home, and there was a corresponding boom in depression. I can't say for sure that they're related because I haven't seen any stats on this, but I can say that um, as a mental health treatment provider, that getting showered and dressed every day is a way to feel better. If you look good, you improve your chances that you'll feel good too. And the last one is spirituality. This means to connect with something larger than yourself every day. Life is holistic. This helps you to express it in that way and keep you more balanced. It doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. It could be a prayer, loving kindness, doing some type of ritual. It's a way to touch base with the energy of belonging. Doing these things as part of your morning routine helps reduce your vulnerabilities. Getting upset during the day typically doesn't happen because of one thing. It's set up like dominoes. If my morning looks like me rushing around, can't find my shoe, let's get breakfast because I don't have time, and my bed is rumpled, I'm more likely to arrive at work frazzled than if I took my time and did my self-care thing first. And I'm more likely to have a stress-filled day because it just doesn't let up. So doing your self-care first thing in the morning as part of your morning routine starts your day off right and puts you in a position to make that the standard for the day, not disappointment, delays, or failure. Think of it this way. When I started working in the corporate world, I don't remember where I heard this, but I adopted the habit of paying myself first. What that meant was that before I got any of the money I earned, before Uncle Sam got his cut, a percentage of my paycheck came out and went straight into my retirement account. Since I didn't see it, I never missed it. And it sat there week after week, month after month, growing for the day when I stopped working and was ready to put my feet up. Your morning routine is the same thing. When you take care of yourself first, you're laying the foundation for your mind, body, and spirit to be sound and healthy for your later years. Self-care really does help you to feel better today, but it also builds wellness for the years down the road. If you've ever seen an old person who lived hard their younger years, you know what I mean. A good morning routine is an investment in yourself and an investment in your future. Now, if you take care of other people, a dog's kids, your parents... Your morning routine is going to take more time. You may need to work it out at night, do food prep for the week so making lunch is easy, or shower the night before to wake up and get out the door in a reasonable length of time. But don't think that it has to take a long time. I've had a morning routine my whole life, and it's never been a problem. I've had to adjust it as my lifestyle has changed, but by making the decisions ahead of time, I don't have to think about what I'm doing. It's really important for some people to not have to think about stuff. If you've ever gone on a vacation or had house guests and your routine was disrupted, do you know what I mean? Now I'm at square one having to make every decision and think about it. That can be exhausting. And even though the choice is, do I shower now or later? <laughs> it's still something I have to think about. If you're a perfectionist or someone who had a critical parent who doesn't want to be wrong, Having to make 10 decisions first thing in the morning can be crippling, so make them now. Commit to doing them regardless of whether you're in the mood or not. And don't get on the phone, don't do any work, or turn the TV on until your morning routine is done. Don't let yourself be distracted, because if you disrupt your routine, it's going to be harder to get it back on track. 
It's like if you brush your teeth first thing in the morning every morning, then one morning you stub your toe on the way to the bathroom and don't do it, your whole morning gets thrown off, doesn't it? And then your whole day is off. It's like your brain is always scrambling because the sequence is all wrong. It doesn't get it and doesn't know what to do. Well, when you have a morning routine, your brain is on autopilot. You don't have to make decisions and life is easy. Let that be the motivation for establishing your morning routine. I promise you, it will improve your physical and emotional health as well as clarity. What I would not do in the morning is check social media, emails, or do any sort of work. I wouldn't work or network or be productive until you've been up a couple of hours. I also would stop work, networking, or social media at least an hour before bed, if not two. You want to live your real life? not your virtual life. You're not a human doing, but a human being. By limiting your time online, you will gain a lot of time back that you can use for self-care, maintenance, enjoyment, and face-to-face -face socializing that will enhance your quality of life. And if you think you don't have time for a morning routine, cut out the social media and other distractions, then I promise you, you will find the time. I don't do much TV or social media at all, but this winter I cut down even more. I started being more mindful, and I can't believe how much quality time I have in a day. It's been an amazing adjustment. Okay, remember to ease into the day and out of the day. It's like going from winter while we're asleep to spring and slowly waking up. Summer's the active part of the day. Fall is the wind down, and then back to winter as we sleep again. Lots of people are on summer all the time and never slow down. Live holistically. You'll enjoy life more and experience more of the facets and subtle dynamics. Life will feel more full and meaningful. So, what's your must-do morning ritual? Share it in the comments. Let us help each other out. Thanks for being here, guys. See you next week. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.